0: Hi, welcome back to the channel. This week I'm going to answer your questions about Psalm 23. This psalm has gained notoriety because it seems to be the psalm that everyone says at a funeral, because it has the valley of shadow of death line in it. But I want to extract some meaning in this psalm, so stick around all the way till the end and you will understand this psalm more fully and how you can apply it to your life. Let's just jump right in okay in the first couple of verses of Psalm 23 the Lord says the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want now just right off the bat let me just tell you what that doesn't say I heard a woman say that she was walking by a television store one time in a mall and saw this great new TV and she really needed a new TV and she was a Christian and she rebuked herself and said the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want She used it as a weapon against herself saying, Oh, I can't want because the Lord is my shepherd. And that is not what this verse is saying. That's not what this part of this verse is saying at all. It is saying because the Lord is my shepherd, I will have no need of anything. In other words, there will be no lack. There will be no want. Now, I know that you have experienced lack and you have experienced want, but I'm telling you that the promises of God in Psalm 23 are yea and amen. They're yes and amen in Christ Jesus, meaning that because Christ came and died for us on the cross, we can have all of the blessings that are listed in Psalm 23. So, exactly what are those blessings? Number one is that we shall not want. In other words, we shall not be in want. Now, of course, I don't have this perfectly in my life there are some things that are wanting in my life that are lacking in my life but that's due to my own ignorance my lack of good decision-making and some ignorance of God's will for my life in certain areas as one of my favorite pastors always says I haven't arrived but at least I've left because I'm at least aware of this and I'm moving toward a place of God's perfect will for my life there shall be no want The Lord is my shepherd. What that means is that he is guiding me. He's taking me where the provision is. And we find that in the next couple of verses. It says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. I'm gonna stop there. I'm not gonna do this with the whole entire chapter, but this is a really important verse because we think of it as he makes us lie down in green pastures. Like you take your sheep and you make it lie down. And first of all, if you've ever handled sheep, you know that you can't make them lie down. They'll pop up in one end or the other. virtually impossible to make a sheep lie down unless they want to lie down themselves. So that's not what this verse means. The word makes in Hebrew actually means to be suitable for. Isn't that amazing? It doesn't mean he makes us like he forces us to lay down. It means that's what we're made for. We're made to lie down in green pastures. How many of you know that sheep eat pastures, they eat grass, and if they're in a pasture of grass they're comfortable because they have all the provision they need they can get up and eat whenever they want they can lay down and go to sleep whenever they want they're completely comfortable because all of their needs are met at this point and so God makes us he has created us to have all of our needs met to have our resting place also be the place where we eat that means where we rest with God He's also the place where we get our substance. He's also our source. That's the picture that this particular line is creating. The next line says, he leads me beside the still waters. Now, first of all, livestock typically doesn't drink out of water that's rushing. I've taken a lot of horses, a lot of sheep in streams or creeks that are rushing and they don't really drink there. They wait for the water to be still like a little pool on the side and they'll drink there, usually, or they wait for a stiller spot if there's none. That's where they want to drink. They don't want to drink where it's moving, you know? And so the reason they don't is because there's a fear factor there and it's always rushing by and they feel very uncomfortable about that. So the first point I want to make with He leads me beside the still waters is that God leads us to a place where it's calm and peaceful so that we can get a drink. Jesus said that we will never thirst again once we come to Him, and the reason we won't is because we have this constant living water, and it's running right beside the pasture that we live in, but it's running so slowly that it appears still, and th- there's another reason for that just spiritually. This river of living water, that's also a symbolic of the Holy Spirit. and The Holy Spirit is where we get refreshed. It's where we get our thirst quenched, and it doesn't move fast. It lets us drink and drink and drink, and it's the Word of God bubbling up from the inside of us that lets us drink and drink and drink. We can come anytime to the Bible, and if you don't have access to a Bible, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you will bring to your remembrance any any verse, any instruction, any precept that the Lord has taught you, because that's part of his job, to bring to remembrance everything that Jesus Christ said, or bring to your remembrance the Word of God. And so, you can see how packed Psalm 23 is. I'm going to go through the other verses and I'm just gonna say a little bit of commentary on them. Okay, verse three, he restores my soul. First of all, a soul in the Bible refers to your mind, your will, and your emotions. A soul and a heart are the same thing, your mind, your will, and your emotions. So when it says that he restores my soul, what that means is that he turns back your mind, your will, and emotions to him. Basically, it means that God is the one responsible for provoking us to repentance, both when we come to salvation and on our journey toward heaven, meaning that anytime we get off, He's the one restoring us. He's the one provoking us to turn back in our mind, our will, and our emotions. That's His idea, not ours, even though we think it's ours. That's what this verse actually means in the original Hebrew. Next, He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. You know, God leads us and tells us, Hey, take this path, and He does it for His name's sake. couple reasons. One, He wants us, His children, His righteousness to make the right decisions because it's what's best for us. Second, he wants us, his righteousness, his children, to make righteous decisions because it's best for the world. They're watching and they're saying, if that's how following God looks, I don't want to follow him, or if that's how following God looks, I do want to follow Him. So it's important that God leads us in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And paths of righteousness, as we're going to get into over the next four weeks, I'm going to do some studies on Psalms. I'm actually going to record them the same day. But what we see is paths of righteousness are only good paths. This is very important to remember for the next four weeks of Psalm study. If you enjoy this video and the content, please don't forget to give us a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel. Okay, it says, yay though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. First of all, shadows are not dangerous. That's the first thing. Second of all, the valley of the shadow of death, meaning it doesn't touch me, it is a valley. Only in the valley do you find the shadow of death. Only in the valley do you find the threat of death because how many of you know, when you're up on a high mountain in your life, in, your, in the way things are going in your life, you're up on a high, as you say, Things are going great. You don't see any death. You don't see any destruction. But when you're in the valley, when you're low below the mountains, that's when the threats come. The valley of the shadow of death, the threat of death. But it says, I will fear no evil. Meaning that when you're in that low place in your life, you don't have to fear any evil. Next, for you are with me, your rod and your staff they comfort me. The rod and the staff of the shepherd, the rod is it's just a giant rod and what he does with that rod is he beats off predators. His staff has a crook on the end and he grabs sheep that would wander. That it comforts the sheep to know that their shepherd will always pull them back to the green pastures and the still waters and their shepherd will beat off the enemy and that's what God does for us. Then it says, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. What this means is that God is showing you off in front of your enemies. He's saying, this is my child, this is all their provision, and I'm going to put it in your face. It's like getting your child a Bentley when they're 16 and showing off their money, flaunting or flossing their money. That's what God says that He does. Anointing the head with oil that's for a different day but suffice it to say when in ancient times you were anointed with oil it meant that you were wealthy it meant that you were well taken care of we're not going to get into what that means with sheep you can look up other things on google for that and it says my cup runs over in other words there is no end to my provision there is no end to my blessing it just keeps coming and keeps coming and your enemies actually see that Next, verse six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm going to finish this up with goodness and mercy. Goodness actually right there means prosperity and provision. That's what it means. Mercy means favor and surely in the verse surely goodness and mercy means that there is no other way that my life can be. It means that is the only possible way. So what this verse means is There is no possible way that I can't be in prosperity and have favor from everyone around me. I can tell you that because I started walking in this, I found that my prosperity is growing and growing and my favor with people is growing and growing and I'm not doing anything to provoke either one of those. It's just God's blessing on me. All right, I hope you've enjoyed this video. Please watch the next one that's coming up in, I think I'm gonna put it in this corner. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next week.